focusing on the art alone, Michael Jackson's one of the greatest artists and musicians the world has ever known. When it comes to one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs, though, it's more about the message than it is the music. And that's where Michael Jackson asks of the man in the mirror in the song of the same title, for that person to make a change. He goes on to say, if you want to make the world a better place, you've got to look at yourself and make a change. And that's why this show, more than anything else, is about transitions. Because we don't have to be the people that we were born to be. Instead, we can change our destiny at any point in time. And I've mentioned several people who have done that, the most of whom are closest to my heart. And with that, I want to announce that it's time for me to finally come out and make a transition. I need to change my life and finally be honest. And with that, I'm now making the transition to become a cartoon. And it's going to be hard to tell this to my friends and more than anything, my family. But I think that once I get through the transition and truly do aspire to my dreams to become a cartoon, my life will just be much more animated. And that's why today, as I go through the process, I want to talk about interpretive dance, body surfing, and boots when we dig our spurs in and start joshing around. I hope my transition to becoming a cartoon isn't a bad influence for the kids as I run around living life with reckless endangerment, because no matter the bandages or the amount of birds or stars I see, I know in my cartoon heart that I'll be okay in the next scene. However, I can't necessarily teach that to my kids as well. They can't do as I do. They have to do as I say. And that's going to be one of the hardest parts of my new life as a cartoon. As I prepare to go about living life recklessly, I thought I should learn a little more about what I was getting myself into. It turns out the word reckless comes from an old English root, recon, that's since fallen out of fashion. That's why a word reckless that means wreck havoc seems a little out of place today because it does come from the old English and old English people don't make much sense. So as a newfound cartoon, why should I? In fact, nonsense is just a part of my colorful character. One thing's for sure, outside of buying supplies for super tall sandwiches, shopping's going to be a whole lot easier because, I don't know if you've noticed, but most cartoons just wear the same thing every day. So getting dressed in the morning's going to be a breeze as well. But as for cartoons wearing the same thing every day, I don't think it's because cartoons are lazy. Instead, I think the animators might be. Cartoons are special, though, because it's rare we'd buy into a movie where the actors wear the same clothes in every scene. That's why a degree in theater, as laughable as it may seem, is so truly important. It's there where the real masters of stage and screen learn to capture mood through costume, light, and setting. As for me, once I become a cartoon, I'll finally be able to walk around acceptably wearing nothing but a fedora and a necktie. And there's nothing the ranger can say about it. One of Hollywood's brightest stars transitioned to that role by accident. Born Marion Morrison in Iowa circa 1905, the family relocated to Pasadena, California before the boy was 10. That's where he was given the nickname Little Duke by a local fireman on his walk to school, a nickname he'd keep the rest of his life. After graduating high school, young Mr. Morrison played football at the University of Southern California before losing his scholarship due to a broken collarbone suffered from a body surfing accident. His coach at USC got him a gig as a prop boy and an extra at a movie studio where he learned to walk, talk, and personify himself after Wyatt Earp, who had taken work as a consultant on studio lots. Sometime later, a director saw Mr. Morrison moving props and cast him to star in the movie The Big Trail in 1930. 
That's when he was renamed by the director and a studio chief, with the director suggesting the name Anthony Wayne. However, the studio chief felt that to be too Italian, so they settled on John Wayne, without Mr. Morrison even a part of the discussion. In a similar fashion to the Duke suddenly finding himself being a cowboy named John Wayne, a similar series of accidents and events led to a pair of cowboy boots finding me. My wife surprised me Friday evening to let me know she had hired a babysitter so we could go to an art gallery to attend an interpretive dance event. So happy was I to get away from the children. I said yes without thinking twice about it. Luckily, though, we went out for drinks first, got a cheese plate, couple beers, and arrived at the gallery just in time to dodge the $15 entry fee. We went in to see... Some pretty amazing dance, actually. It was like a tantric couple on stage performing acts I only wish that I could do. The man with a beard and a hairstyle I would typically judge if I hadn't seen him shirtless staring into the abyss as he wielded his woman around. Well, he received no judgment from me, nor did the next act, which featured a girl splashing and dancing around a birdbath to the tune of music inspired by Jesus performing as a modern-day version of Gary V. But the act that followed them, a zombie version of ICP, well, I don't get down with insane clowns. So before they even had the chance to start cutting unborn fetuses out of the uteruses of their unitards, I grabbed a Moscow mule and headed for some fresh air. And when I got outside, that's when I found a pop-up shop inside a pop-up camper. Inside was a shop run by the fashion boutique Electric Hive that offered the finest fashions the 60s, 70s, and 80s could provide. There was nothing from today, but everything there was caught the eye and caused the mind to sparkle. So bad did I want to participate. I searched all the racks looking for something I could wear, but alas, there was just one men's shirt and three pair of cowboy boots. So there I sat on the floor of this pop-up camper trying on boots. The first pair didn't fit quite right. The second pair was just a little bit too snug, but the fourth pair, they fit perfectly. So that's when I grabbed my discarded vans, threw them in a bush outside and sprinted out of that camper wearing nothing but those cowboy boots and the clothes I had come in with, of course. I found the shop's proprietor and asked what I owed her for the boots, but not before wondering, these are men's boots, right? And she said yes on both accounts that I could have those boots that were indeed for men, and they would be no cost because everybody needs a great pair of boots. With that crazy zombie gang still on stage inside, I stayed out sipping my Moscow mule and tapping the heel of my new cowboy boots. As three folks walked by and wondered what was going on inside, I said, well, it was an interpretive dance show. You're welcome to go in, but the group performing right now is a little gruesome and it's not quite my taste. And that's when the people turned their nose up at me, looked me right in the face and said, well, art is subjective. And then they opened the door and walked in disgusted with me entirely. About 20 seconds went by before they all came out white-faced, clutching their stomachs, swearing that they'd never seen something so repulsive. Subjectively speaking, I guess they didn't like it. After that gruesome performance, the dance floor opened up to common folk, and that's when I couldn't resist scooting a boogie in my newfound boots. It was heel-toe-do-si-do -si -do like no one's watching, 
except for the dance instructor, because anytime she'd look my way, I'd stand stiff as a board so as not to leave a bad impression. Even with my linen pants pulled over most of the boots, my wife kept insisting that they were indeed women's boots, but I found that hard to believe because my foot's pretty big, so it would have been a tall order to find a woman to fit those shoes. After a few more Moscow mules, my wife asked where to next. That's when I told her, I don't know. The boots call the shots now. Surprisingly, they took us to an Irish pub where I embarrassingly used an Irish accent in front of the waitress. I apologized. She said she wasn't Irish, but that sounded Scottish anyways. The rest of the night, her service was so bad, it left me asking, was she on cocaine or does she just have Asperger's? A few car bombs later, after putting my heel on nearly every table in the bar and asking, how do you like my new boots? We went home to pay the babysitter. I woke up the next day to learn why there's not a lot of Russian and Irish couples. Guinness did not pair well with those Moscow mules, which by name seems like a bartender's subtle warning regarding global politics. Nonetheless, I popped some ibuprofen, threw on some cutoffs, and pulled up my bootstraps so I could walk around in the daylight in my newfound persona. As soon as I got out into the living room, I did the same script with my son and asked him if he liked my new boots, and that's when he promptly replied, No! Never! Don't ever wear those! And that's when I looked down and realized that in the light of day, it was obvious they were ladies' boots. Still surprised at how well they fit, I took them off, dreams deferred. Glad to say they were too big for my wife, so back to the electric hive they'll go. But I will have you know, it won't be long before I go buy a brand new pair of boots to call my own just like the pair I loved when I was five years old. Now I find myself torn between becoming a cartoon or a cowboy, so I guess it's back to the drawing board. As we end this episode, remember to be all that you can be to get an edge on life, no matter the transitions it takes. Duke it out, go heel to toe, and always be moving forward. Just be careful when you're body surfing, unless you happen to be riding the wave of fate. Even then, don't be reckless. Walk a mile in someone's shoes before passing judgment, no matter how they self-identify, and do your best to have a positive outlook on yourself, if only because it makes it a whole lot easier to keep joshing around.